Ready for the underdogs, the upsets, and the unbelievable action from DraftKings Sportsbook? The biggest tournament in college basketball is here. Right now, new customers can bet just $5 on college hoops and get $200 in bonus bets instantly. Plus, for a limited time, all customers can score a no-sweat bet during round one and two of the tournament. Go on the app, opt in, and place a no-sweat bet this weekend. If it doesn't hit, you'll get a bonus bet back up to $10. Okay, and of course, that's again next weekend as we head into the tournament. So, really can't wait to see what happens here. And it's going to be fascinating. Unfortunately, as I'm recording this, uh, the selection tournament hasn't finished yet. But, I mean, yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll get deeper and deeper into that as time goes on. I, it's... It's going to be a lot of fun. College basketball is obviously very enjoyable, when, especially when it comes to the tournament. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with code XXX. New customers can bet $5 and get $200 in bets instantly, win or lose. Only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code XXX. So instead of TPPN, it's XXX for this one. Minimum age and eligibility restrictions apply. See show notes for details. the family here on Purple Mafia. I'm your host, Paladino Joey, or Joey Awaj, and Purple Mafia is available on all of your favorite podcasting apps, along with the Pigskin Podcast. Now we're coming out of Vancouver, British Columbia. Thank you very much, Dylan and Kyle, for having us on board there. Thank you once and always for downloading and listening to the show. It is a great pleasure to be back on board with you once again today, though unfortunately, it's a pleasure to be on and all that, but it's an unfortunate circumstance bringing me on board a little bit earlier than the free agency show. So we're going to keep most of the free agency news uh, separate. This is about Bud Grant, all about Bud Grant, wall-to-wall Bud Grant. We will give Bud Grant, who passed away March 11th, the morning of March 11th, 2023, a moment of silence. Thank you, Bud Grant, for many, 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 many memories. Apparently he was... Well liked by just about everybody. Um, everybody except maybe Helen Page. Helen Page and Bud Grant apparently things didn't end so well, and that relationship never really fully recovered. Unfortunately, as uh, Bud Grant actually cut Helen Page, and Page finished his career with the Chicago Bears of all teams. Interestingly enough, but um, yeah, that's about it. Just liked, but otherwise liked by just about everybody else, including Sid Hartman, who lived to a hundred years of age. They were really good friends. Sid Hartman passed away in October 2021 making it to 100 years of age, would have turned 101 had Sid Hartman survived beyond that. So an, an incredible run for him. Uh, 2020, October 2020, I apologize. Um, yep, Sid Hartman was born in 1920, in March of all, of all <laughs> ironically, of all months. Uh, Bud Grant hails from Superior, Wisconsin originally. Superior, Wisconsin, what an awesome place. Been there before, of course, May 20th, 1927. 1927, going way back. Again, Bud Grant passing away at the age of 95. Would have made it to 96 had he made it to May 20th. Uh, seemed like as recent as two weeks ago, apparently, people talked about that. Yeah, he was a, you know he was still very sharp, 
still very, you know, old, obviously, older, uh, not really able to walk anymore, unfortunately. Like how he says his skeleton was failing, but the rest of his body was still doing good, like his brain and all that. Brain was functioning very well. Um, extremely sharp all the way to the end. Unfortunately, just something, I don't know, like he wasn't feeling well, so he didn't attend the Bob Hagen uh, ret uh, retirement uh, ceremony, that type of thing. They had a big thing for uh, Bob Hagen, again, media director for the Minnesota Vikings, the guy who's famous for saying, time for two more, that type of thing, during press conferences and such. So obviously a legend as well. But uh, Bud, Bud Grant was unable to attend it, and it's like he's not feeling too well. And then, unfortunately, two weeks later, you know, a lot of people thought maybe, oh, he'll be okay. He's just not feeling so hot, that type of thing. But unfortunately, that ended up being it, basically, two weeks later. Um, well, but I mean, what a heck of a life. Very, very long, almost 96 years of age. Uh, died in Bloomington, Minnesota. And, of course, famous for selling off his uh, memorabilia over the years at uh, <laughs> annual uh, garage sales in Bloomington. It's just kind of cool to think about that. As Vikings headquarters used to be around that area, um, well, yeah, once upon a time and all that, and he had a he had an office basically forever with the Minnesota Vikings, literally an office. So interesting stories you've heard from guys like Patrick Royce, obviously Sid Hartman in the past, but Patrick Royce recently, guys like that, even Dan Barrero, who were very much alive and aware of what was going on during Bud Brandt's coaching career. Myself, I was alive in the later stages of his career, uh, being born in 1979 and Bud Grant retiring in 83 and coming back in 85 for a single year in order to get uh, the right coach in place this time around with Bernsey. Uh, and I also figured, see, at first I was like thinking, oh, I, I could include this in the free agency show. I don't think that's a good idea. You know, I mean, if I could do a show for Bernsey, as awesome as he was and a great a character as he was, I sure as heck could do a single show for Bud Grant. Um, of course, in both cases, they both died in the off season. Uh, Bernsey died in June a few years ago. Um, I believe that was, now I'm blanking, <laughs> when he actually passed away. I'll have to look that up. I think I think it was 2020. It was either 2020 or 2021. And it was good timing in a, in a sense of, obviously it's never good timing of anybody passing away. But the only good timing was, there's a good time to do the show. Because it's like, you know, it was June. And, you know, people were probably wanted to hear some purple talk anyway. But that one I did include some news in it. Um, yeah, why am I getting into that? I apologize. But, uh, obviously, as great a career and interesting a life as you'll ever imagine. Uh, Harry Peter Sr. and Bernice Grant. That was his mother. They called him Buddy Boy, apparently, and that's where Bud came from. That's where the nickname came from. So Harry Peter Grant Jr. is his actual name, Harry. And then Bud was the nickname. So, yep. Maybe, uh, yep, so Harry Peter Sr. He's actually Harry Peter Jr., uh, Harry Peter Grant Jr. Interesting piece of information there. Some people may have known that already. Other people didn't. This and that. Um, very interesting, though. Six foot three and a tall, imposing figure, about 200 pounds. Again, coming in out of Superior, Wisconsin. Very athletic, very talented, kind of a invincible type of guy at a young age. So he said at age 95 on the Dan Barrero show, that was, I believe, the last radio show he was ever on just a couple months ago. Um, he said one thing during that interview that kind of made me feel very sad, honestly, and then it made me even sadder when he passed away two months later. I'll leave that for the Freedom of Thought podcast, though. Um, yeah, that just kind of made me very sad. Uh, just one thing. Everything else was interesting, but 
Well, sometimes you learn this or that, and it's occasionally, once in a while, you might not like every single thing you hear. Um, in 1940, Grant and two friends were duck hunting on Yellow Lake in northern Wisconsin when the Armistice Day blizzard occurred, a very famous and historical blizzard that took place. Armistice, Armistice pardon me, Day blizzard in 1940. That was November 11th, basically Veterans Day. Um, Grant survived by sheltering at a gas station while his friends were at a farmer's house. Uh, Grant was feared dead because back then people didn't have cell phones and maybe even pay phones didn't really exist. We're talking 1940 here. So, I mean, even the old quarter phones that you see, some of us that were that are old enough that can remember that. Um, and occasionally you'll even see some of those hanging around, obviously disabled. There was a disabled one not too long ago, even like as recent as a year ago at uh, one of the local gas stations close to my brother's house, about three miles uh, west of here, northwest of here. Basically, um, a, a disabled uh, payphone, you know, that's, yeah, the wire was disconnected, obviously. But, yeah, I, I don't think they even had those in 1940. Maybe I'm wrong. They had public phones in some places, but it just, you didn't have the, able, the, the ability to communicate. And when a person is missing during a historical blizzard, you think he must have died. And apparently his father, who, you know, was not an, that an emotional person. This is from Bud Grant himself during the Dan Barrero interview. Um said his dad wasn't the most emotional person, but he was God-fearing, which is nice to know, very nice to know, um, <laughs> that, um, yeah, they, they thought he'd passed away, and then when Bud Grant and his dad were reunited, his dad actually had tears in his eyes, so really cool, really cool story there. Um, that was, in the, again, the, the early days of Bud Grant's life, so he'd have been 13, approximately, thir yeah, 13 years of age. November 11th, 1940, he'd be 13 and a half, basically, 13 and a half. But apparently that's what happened, survived by sheltering at a gas station while his friends were at a farmer's house. So, again, interesting situation. Interesting situation, but everybody made it, so that's good news. All that took place. Um, he also, in 1945, yeah, graduated from high school in 1945, yeah, right around the end of World War II, but he did enlist in the U.S. Navy during World War II. He was assigned to the Great Lakes Naval Training Station in Illinois and played on the football team coached by Paul Brown. Yep, this is all from Wikipedia. In interesting stuff, though. Interesting pieces of information. Um, but yeah, definitely a an athlete all over the place. I mean, it's just unbelievable. Uh, <laughs> uh, an acceptance letter from the University of Wisconsin-Madison. Yep, interesting to be just discharged from the service, Grant decided to attend the University of Minnesota instead. So he became a gopher all the way back in the 40s. Three-sport, nine-letterman athlete in football, basketball, and even baseball for the Golden Gophers. The Minnesota Gophers, that's right. Earning all Big Ten Conference honors in football twice. So he played for the Golden Gophers during some of those glory years back in the day when one of the great uh, coaches was still around. Um... He was a member of the Phi Delta Theta Fraternity. Interesting there. Okay. He was uh, selected by, <laughs> coming out of, again, coming out of uh, the University of Minnesota, Bud Grant was selected by both the NFL and the NBA draft. So he's kind of like a Dave Winfield almost. But unfortunately, he wasn't like a legendary player like Dave Winfield at one of the two sports. So it still was good. Um, selected in both drafts. First round, 14th overall by the 1950 or in, in 1950, NFL draft by the Philadelphia Eagles. <laughs> Philadelphia Eagles, pardon me. Sorry, I'm choking to death. I apologize. Ugh, yeah, I kind of caught down to something the other day, and 
feeling way better than yesterday. Took like a trillion tons of vitamin C powder, which is more effective than pills, pardon me. But um, yeah, fourth round, 47th overall selection of the who? Minneapolis Lakers. Minneapolis Lakers in the 1950 NBA draft. Played in 35 games during the 1950, uh, 49-50 NBA season and signed with the Lakers for 50-51. Chose to continue his basketball career with the Lakers because they were local and because he was offered a race to stay for the season. Grant's close friend Sid Hartman was the Lakers general manager. Isn't that something which may have influenced his decision to remain with the team? He was friends with Sid Hartman all the way back then. Unfortunately, though, definitely more of a role player at best. 2.6 points per game in his two seasons as a reserve with the Lakers and with a member of the 1950 championship team, the, the NBA champion Minneapolis Lakers, 1950. Interesting. Um, and after the death of Arnie Fern, uh, Farron in 2022, he became the oldest living NBA champion. So, yeah, interesting. So, yeah, Arnie Farron was, I believe, was, I believe, also a member of those Minneapolis Lakers. That's the name we've heard about from Utah. Um, Barrera was talking about him just recently. Again, Dan Barrero locally here in the Twin Cities. Um, 19, yeah, 1950, so a guy that was, he was the oldest remaining NBA champion at 95 years of age. Absolutely crazy. Uh, again, more of, a, more, of, more of a reserve role, but it is what it is. Hey, he made it to the NBA and was in the NBA for an extended period of time. That's kind of cool with the Minneapolis Lakers of all teams, and I think that's pretty cool, generally speaking. Only only two years with the Philadelphia Eagles and then played with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. Again, that's a team that uh, Mark Carlson is very familiar with. I believe that's where his wife is from, Cindy Carlson. And, yep, Mark Carlson, Gold Star winner and Hall of Fame member of the Purple Mafia show. That's right. <laughs> the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. And hard to not be a fan of that team. And it's the coolest name ever. Uh, how do you not like a team named after an airplane? I mean, it's freaking cool. <laughs> Seriously, though, 1957 to 66, he was the coach. Uh, 53 to 56, he was the, uh, a player, a tight end, basically. A tight end or defensive end, interesting. So end and defensive end, that would be tight end if you're talking offense. Head coach from 57 to 66, and he won four Grey Cups. Four Grey Cups, 1958, 59, 61, and 62, so four out of five years. They were, you know, the best team in the world when it came to the CFL, anyway. Uh, coach of the year in 1965. All those years later, he wasn't the coach of the year when they won the championship. That's interesting. Um, NFL champion in 1969. That unfortunately is a conference, or that was yeah, that's like National League in baseball. So not a world champion, not a Super Bowl champion with the NFL. It's interesting to think though he won it all with the Blue Bombers and he won it all with the Lakers, but didn't win it all with the Vikings. Got to four Super Bowls, but lost them all unfortunately. Coach of the year in 1969. That was an awesome team, and that that team is the one that again we'll always say that's when the great disappointment and heartbreak all began. For the Minnesota Vikings was 1969. I call it the curse of 69 because it kind of was. Uh, Vikings were favored by 18 points and got manhandled by the Kansas City Chiefs. Again, 18-point underdogs. The Kansas City Chiefs manhandled that Vikings team. If the Vikings lost the next three against those dynasties like Miami, uh, Pittsburgh, and Oakland, it's one thing. But win, the, win at least one of them. Uh, that, that was the one that really hurt the Vikings history and denied us a champ, you know, and, and that's kind of where we are all these years later. Who knows, maybe we would have overachieved and beat one of those dynasties. Uh, interesting to think Miami hasn't been back to a Super Bowl since. Or actually, they've been back, but they got manhandled by the 49ers. I keep forgetting that. 84. So, yeah. Minnesota Vikings, Ring of Honor. What 
a surprise. <laughs> I can't believe Bud Grant's in the Vikings' ring of honor. Well, yes, he is. <laughs> 50th greatest Vikings. 50 greatest Vikings, but he was a coach, not a player. <laughs> but, that, yeah, 25th anniversary team, 40th anniversary team, coach of the year of CFL in 65, blah, blah, blah. Uh, NFL career stats, 56 receptions, 997 yards, and 7 um, touchdowns. Yep, 7 touchdowns, pardon me. I'm like, what's going on here? So that would have been a good regular season, but that was, well, that was only two years. That's not bad for like a tight end. That's not bad, especially back in those days when I don't think they threw the ball as much. But they did probably use the tight end more often back then. Who knows? But to think he was all over the place like that. Um, he bases most of like the, yeah, there was a, there was a situation where one of, uh, one of his teams in the past as well uh, several members of the team died in a plane crash, and he was supposed to be on that plane. Um, it, you hear a lot about this stuff among some of these uh, legendary like athletes and coaches and such, like Bruce Boudreaux could have died on 9-11, and he wound up on a different plane at the last second. Bruce Boudreaux, former coach of the Wild, he could have died with two Los Angeles Kings scouts back in 2021 because he was a member of that same group of uh, the, the LA Kings, basically, at the time. He could have died in that plane crash. One one of the planes that hit the Twin Towers. Yep. Um, um, or Bud Grant also could have died in a plane crash. And, you know, just didn't uh, didn't go on that plane at the last minute. And, uh, yep. He, basically, he wanted to get going. He wanted to get the heck going. He doesn't like sitting around. I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't like to idle around. Let's get going, you know. Let's, uh, sitting around is dumb. Like, I'd rather just... Uh, you know, like say, like a DoorDash mentality, you could say. <laughs> you just want to get the heck moving around instead of just sitting around for two, three hours or even a half hour. If you can just go now, go now. And and they said, yeah, go ahead. And then, unfortunately, that next group of people on the actual plane ticket that was originally there died in a plane crash. Terrible, terrible, sad, and scary. But unfortunately, he says it's all luck, 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 luck. I don't necessarily agree with luck, luck, luck all the time. Sure, there's luck involved, but that's the only thing I don't agree with Bud Grant about, and I'll leave that where that is. Maybe I, I don't want to get too deep into that. Uh, I don't want to open up Pandora's box on that conversation at the moment. Um, but interesting as well to think that Bud Grant was only the second coach in Vikings history and how long he lasted and how successful he was. Norm Van Brocklin just did not get along with Targenton. And, uh, of course, Van Brocklin ended up, well, because he could, didn't agree with Tarkenton scrambling. He wanted him to just kind of stay in the in the pocket, you know, and, and eat the ball, so to speak, as Tarkenton said. Why, why in the hell should I stand there and eat the ball? Where uh, Tarkenton was more of like, why not scramble around by an extra couple seconds for a receiver to get open? And Norm Van Brocklin didn't see it that way. Bud Grant later on agreed with him, but, of course, the Vikings had to trade for Bud Grant, and he was significantly older, unfortunately. Uh, after having some success with the New York Giants, but of course no Super Bowl with the Giants, unfortunately, for Bud Grant, but uh, or for uh, <laughs> Fred Tarkington. Um, it's a shame how so many great players, so many, you know, so many great players and coaches never got the title because it just wasn't meant to be, I guess. You know, it just wasn't meant to be, unfortunately, all those years. Uh, the Vikings hired Bud Grant as their coach on March the 10th, Ironic, that's just two days ago. Wow, March the 10th, 1967, 56 years ago. 56 years ago, they hired him as head coach. About, you know, that's a, yeah, like say a team needs their, their new coach. Maybe they're not in the hugest rush in the history of the world. They want to 
you know, look around, find the right play, find the right guy. Ended up being a pretty familiar name and all that. And must have been pretty interesting and exciting for fans picking up their newspapers back then because they weren't exactly using this thing that I'm using right here, this, this Lenovo laptop. They weren't exactly using one of those to read the news back then or uh, a Samsung S20 uh, Plus, uh, 22 Plus anyway. Um, so, yeah, they're picking up their newspapers. Oh, Bud Grant, huh? Hmm, like that's a familiar name. He played with the Minneapolis Lakers years ago. Some ties here, and then ended up, you know, and he was extremely successful with the Winnipeg Blue Bombers. You know, about three, four hundred miles, well, four or five hundred miles north of here or so. Yeah, go for it. Let's 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 do this. <laughs> ended up being an awesome career. Um, another thing that I really do appreciate very much, and yes, I'm going to open Pandora's box in this one. Sorry, I'm going to do it because I can, and because Bud Grant could then too. He required his team to stand at attention in a straight line during the entire national anthem played before the game and even had national anthem practice. I like that. Um, I like that very much. He also required outdoor practice during the winter to get players to, uh, to get used to cold weather and did not allow heaters on the sidelines during games. So even during the games when you're freezing to death, so to speak, they're like, nope, uh-uh, we're, we're not doing that. We, we're going to have thicker blood here because we are the Minnesota Vikings. This is our home field advantage. And every time the L.A. Rams came to play in the NFC title game, they were dead. And, and that's pretty much what happened back then. We beat the L.A. Rams multiple times in the NFC title game and denied them any hope of making any Super Bowl. Love it or hate it, uh, that's that's called discipline, folks. And, hey, you know, they, they played for them and they got it done. It's just, unfortunately, things didn't end well with Alan Page, but I'm sure they got along fine during most of Alan Page's career. It just didn't end well because Alan Page is like, I can still bleeping play. And Bud Grant was like, well, you're, you know, you're kind of too far, kind of long in the tooth. It was that kind of thing. Kind of like Bill Belichick with the um, New England Patriots, how he would move on from players, this and that. Bud Grant still played, or Bud Grant. Alan Page still played and had some success, but it wasn't the same, of course, and that's just how that goes, unfortunately. But interesting stuff. Very, very interesting stuff about the the home field advantage. And, you know, a lot of people appreciated that about Bud Grant and, of course, walking out on the field as the Vikings were outside again for two seasons. And we got to have a home playoff game on an extremely cold day. It wasn't like some, some, of, the, some of the days this winter were a little on the warmer side. Like in January, we had a relatively warm January after a frigid December this past year. So we wouldn't have had as deadly of a home field advantage as we might have, say, if that December weather and January weather were switched this past year. Oftentimes they are. I mean, we get cold, super cold Decembers. We get super cold Januaries. And back then, obviously, there were super cold Januaries. And that's why the Vikings had such great uh, home field home field success in the postseason. It's incredible to think, though. He actually, Bud Grant, did not have a winning record in the postseason, if I'm remembering correctly, because I, I, I just saw it here. Yep, so regular season NFL record. 158, 96 and 5, so five ties, a 620 winning percentage in the NFL. CFL, 102, 56 and 2, a .644 winning percentage. Incredible. Postseason, NFL, 10 and 12. 10 and 12, that's kind of sad, but I don't know. How, how many head coaches have winning records in the postseason? It's, it's not easy. Because you're always going to have that team that's, it's a decent team, but they end up losing in the first round or or they're just 500. They win one game and lose the next. Like you got to the second round or in some cases the conference final, depending on the amount of teams at the time or the, if you had the bye, this and that. 
Um, you know, like Dennis Green didn't have a winning postseason record, not even close, actually, because he lost his first four. By the grace of God, finally won the fifth one. Jeez, literally. Um, CFL postseason record, though, 16-8-1. I mean, that tells you a little bit there. Like, he was an absolute world champion, so to speak, in the CFL. But, yeah, I mean, four championships. The Grey Cup is the championship. Uh, overall career, when you combine everything, 168, 108, and 5 in the NFL for a .607 win percentage. That's huge. CFL 118, 64 and 3 for a .646 winning percentage in the CFL. That would be the Canadian Football League, in case you think I'm weird and crazy and what is he talking about. Now they've been around a while, huh? But yeah, the Grey Cup. Yep, yep. Obviously, unfortunately, they lost some. They won some, they lost some. Uh, that was actually, I think, him as a player. And that thing is still around. It's kind of like the Stanley Cup in a way, how you get your name engraved on it. Pretty cool. It's, wow, my God. 1909. It goes all the way back to 1909. The Toronto Argonauts, I've actually heard of them. 18 championships, and their most recent team to win it was the was their 18th championship of Toronto. Crazy to think they've been around for 109 years. But I do believe, yeah, your name gets engraved on it, and it kind of gets passed around like the Stanley Cup, I believe. Maybe not, though. Yeah, because it kind of has that Stanley Cup vibe, or it's yeah, it's, it looks like it's from way the heck back in the day, and people's names are engraved on it, like the Stanley Cup. You get your name engraved on it, way back. Yeah, the trophy was commissioned in 1909 by the Earl Grey. Yep, so pretty cool. Now that I'm going way off into somewhere else, but still, it's related. I mean, Bud Grant is well affiliated with the Grey Cup. His name is on it four times as a coach. So, about as good a coach as you'll ever get in, in that area. Just a damn shame. Couldn't get that Super Bowl. But, um, obviously, again, yes, there was some, quote-unquote, good fortune in his life. It would have been nice if he, you know, I, I'll just leave it alone. I want to get on. I, I better stay away from some of that. But, um, obviously, again, such an, an incredible coach, a great personality entertaining to listen to and stayed sharp pretty much all the way to the end of his life just there was no actual information as to what as to why he passed away other than he probably just got sick and his body just said that's enough that's kind of the impression i'm getting from this that's kind of how it goes sometimes with people that are at that age where it's just maybe like kind of like a pneumonia that type of thing and their body just says i'm done and i, I think that might be what happened um 95 is an amazing run, an amazing run, well-respected, and an amazing life. Obviously, again, a lot of, a lot of uh, brushes with death throughout his life, but, eventually, but, but by the grace of God, avoided, <laughs> avoided it, we'll say. Um, and, of course, again, um, obviously three NFC championships to go along with the NFL title. Again, because the NFC didn't exist in 1969. And some people say the reason why the Vikings haven't won an, a Super Bowl championship is because we were the last team to win an NFL title. So it's some kind of curse. But I don't know. You don't want to believe in that stuff too much. I don't know. But other than it was, it was just the fact that we didn't win that game, that kind of almost like puts a curse on your franchise in a sense like... It just kind of started all the disappointment, the heartbreak, and the whole here-we-go-again vibe, unfortunately. But there I go, getting into Vikings history and not necessarily Bud Grant. 
Um, interesting though, so a lot of people probably didn't know Harry Peter Grant, that's his actual real name, Junior, and Harry Peter Grant Sr. is his father. Um, but yeah, to think he played three sports at such a high level, it's pretty cool and good enough to be in the, at the college level, Division One. That's pretty amazing. Um, apparently, Marv Levy also. Oh, poor guy, because he never won a Super Bowl either. Oh, that sucks. Um, he also won the Grey Cup, Marv Levy, but uh, and did coach the team to the Super Bowl. So they got to the Super Bowl, and the. Um, Yep, the only other coach, so yeah, Bud Grant was the first and Marv Levy's the second. It's ironic how both of them have no actual championship in the Super Bowl, so <laughs> kind of sucks. Marv Levy, how old is he by now? Oh, man, he's still alive, and he's two years older than Bud Grant. So it kind of tells you Bud Grant could have coached into the 1990s. He, he could have because Marv Levy coached in the 1990s. He just obviously wanted to just move on and do something else. Probably had enough, wanted to go hunting and such. Heck, he was the GM of the Bills for two years. Isn't that something? Yep, coach until 1997. Imagine if Bud Grant coached until 97. And it's really ironic also, going back to actually Bud Grant, that uh, in 98, before the, the 98 season, and remember how magical it was, when Red McCombs bought the team during that offseason, he wanted to bring in Bud Grant. He was constantly hanging around him, constantly around him in the uh, the Metrodome. Obviously, it was still very much around at the time. He wanted Bud Grant to take over the, as head coach of the Minnesota Vikings over Dennis Green at the time. Interesting to think of what might have happened in 98. Just imagine. You just never know. Maybe he, I, he probably wouldn't have taken the knee. I can't imagine Bud Grant taking a knee. But Atlanta had brought in that Tampa 2. That's the one thing, but maybe Bud Grant would have found a way to, to solve that situation. Um, we shall never know, unfortunately. Because the Tampa 2 at the time, obviously nowadays you think of Tampa 2, you just kill it with that West Coast offense. You just pass for a billion yards underneath it. But um, at the time, the Vikings were so hell-bent on going deep to Randy Moss, the Tampa 2 was a brand new thing, and it was insanely frustrating. And that kind of derailed the Vikings' chances of going to and winning the Super Bowl that year unfortunately why is okay so at the end of the day again i don't have stories i never got to meet the guy unfortunately a lot of people did meet him um a lot of people probably purple mafia listeners go ahead and talk about him all you want on the facebook page i should almost i should probably create an individual thread even though right in the thread you could talk about it there as well where uh, bud grant um <laughs> Where yeah, like where like the Bud Grant news was announced, you could have it on there. Also, I kind of figure yep, I'll I'll read the section right now for what's there at the moment, but maybe I'll create another thread where we can talk about it on the next episode, where you can give give Bud Grant memories all you want, and I'll never um never yeah yeah you can just go on forever, give your opinions on how you know like your opinions and maybe some some stories you know some stories you got to meet him maybe you met him at the garage sale maybe you met him at high v who, who knows like wherever it is high v or or um uh what's the other place that i'm thinking about the uh, famous wisconsin uh <laughs> the famous wisconsin uh quick trip the famous gas station like wisconsin uh, gas station originated in wisconsin yep quick trip so so far two comments but two of the top of the list here dave hickey it's a sad day in vikings history i wish they could have won a super bowl for him before he died yeah before he passed 
I couldn't agree more with that. Mark Carlson says, I'm so sad right now. Yep, me too. And at, at least he got to live a very long life. I mean, that's the positive side of the whole thing. And I suppose that's what he would tell you right now, if he could. He always liked to look at the positive. I've been guilty, personally, of looking at the negative with things, so somebody like me could definitely learn from that, to look at the positives. Again, I'm not going to agree with 100% of everything Bud Grant has said in the past, but I'm uh, sure as heck not going to disagree with everything either. I'm going to agree with the majority of things. Yeah, but, yes, uh, other news like Cam Dantzler being released, which was quite a surprise. Adam Thielen, not a surprise, but still... You know, frustrating for some people. Eric Hendricks, that was kind of popping up at the end of the last show. We'll talk about that more in the next show because that's that's free agency based. I just wanted to get on and talk about Bud Grant today and read what some of you had to say. I'm surprised there wasn't more actually, but we'll let you guys. Uh, it was still a fair, it was still a fairly fresh story. Um, mostly just uh, a lot of people kind of clicking sad face and all that stuff, like um, Gerald String, Tene Brown. People like that. Jerry Hicks, yep, there he is out of St. Louis. Jessica Eiler, cool. Um, yep, uh, Mike Dale, Brett McCarthy, Randy Bright. Sharon Mayer Henry, cool. Marilyn Evans, Russell Engrav, Anthony uh, uh, Zinniel, Joe, or no, John Jobkin, interesting. Um, I think I got all your names now. Yeah, Randy Bright. Yep, I mentioned that one. So really appreciate those of you that, uh, you know, care about this story. And, yeah, I mean, all the respect in the world. All the respect in the world. Wishing uh, Bud Grant's family the best. Obviously, you had the uh, very successful high school coach, uh, Eden Prairie, I believe. Very, very successful run for him. People always wanted him to take over the Gophers and all that. But that, that uh, was it Mike Grant. Uh, but that never was meant to be. Um, but Grant also had some kind of interesting statement in the past, all those legendary coaches that the Vikings lost to, like, like, you know, the Pittsburgh coach and, and, uh, Don Shula of the Miami and all them, uh, the Raiders, John Madden, all, all of those guys, <laughs> all those, all those legendary coaches, Hank Stram, guys like that, that the Vikings lost to in the Super Bowl. He says, yeah, well, they're all dead. So that was kind of a Bud Grant type of humor thing. Yeah, well, they're all dead and he was still alive. So well, unfortunately now, they are all dead, unfortunately. And I'm not making light of it. It's just an unfortunate fact. And it, it's sad, obviously. And anybody that uh, cares about the Vikings and all that, it, it's a sad day. But again, at the same time, he got to live a very, very long life. And he would definitely tell you that, I'm sure. So we shall see what happens in the next uh, few days when it comes to the Vikings and free agency and all that. I guess the... The window opens up, and we'll get into that in the next week or so. Free agency conversation. Um, other than that, don't be afraid. Uh, you know, to say whatever you want about Bud Grant on the page if you can. I would say you you can keep it in the article if you want. Otherwise, I may even create a Bud Grant thread. Maybe even right now. No, yeah, maybe right as the show ends because I'm not as prepared as I'd like to be to write something somewhat decent. I'm not going to make it a long paragraph to say, yeah probably not polite of me to just kind of talk just kind of type and talk at the same time it's a little weird so again wishing all of you a wonderful week and bud grant and his family uh wishing you all the best and um we will talk to you soon